by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches, by the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches, by the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches, by the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. This is Desert Jen and Amethyst Wolf. On this episode of Crones of the Wild Wasteland, Desert Jen and I will be sharing with you some of our favorite books and the amazing authors behind these creations. The books that we mention in this podcast will be posted as links on the blog, as well as the podcast homepage, so that you, the audience, can go and grab them if you so desire. Highly recommended. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. The first author that I'm going to talk about today is by someone that is very inspirational to me and someone that I look up to highly. The author's name is Jeff Colin. A little bit about Jeff Colin is he is a self-taught artist. He currently resides in New York. And just like myself and Desert Jen, Jeff worships Hecate. His entire oh. family are witches as well. They all incorporate their craft slash path into their everyday lives, spreading their knowledge to everybody that they come into contact with. They are well respected and do a lot for the community. Jeff in particular makes amazing statues. Some of my favorites of his statues are of Hecate and of Pan. His style of art is my all-time favorite. I have a lot of it in my household. His book, Liber Chthonia, is the first book that I'm going to be talking about. Liber Chthonia is a contemporary witchcraft and devotional tradition of Hecate. Connecting the past knowledge with the present knowledge of Hecate, Jeff shares his knowledge of Hellenic traditions with the traditions of his family. So he kind of makes it a little bit of his own, but also makes sure to include the antiquity so that anyone that is a follower of Hecate or is interested in Hecate, I highly recommend grabbing a copy of this beautiful book. His art is also throughout the entire book, which every time I look at it, I just stare at it in awe because it's just the imagery in it is something that I highly, my creativity just needs that in order for me to stay inspired. So in this book, Jeff not only shares with us some of his personal experiences, but also tells us how to connect with her in powerful but yet physical ways. So a little bit about the book, I have the table of content. It goes over who is Hecate and what she is, the concept of polytheism and witchcraft in the Mediterranean, as well as cult titles. Now, when I speak of cult titles, I don't necessarily meaning the cults of today, but the cult titles define which aspect of the god or goddess was being honored at any specific temple or shrine. Um, he also goes over identifying and refining your cult. Who is Hecate to the witch? How do witches visualize Hecate? How does a witch feel Hecate's presence? He also goes over the shrine or altar for the home, the algalma, 
which is a cult image. It's a physical personified representation of a specific deity. Rituals were used to transform the image from a work of art to a living vessel that housed the god it was crafted for. Basically, it was a connection between the witch and the deity. He also goes over the tools of Hecate, the festivals and her sacred days, prayers and rituals. He also goes over other gods, herbs, roots, and stones, as well as recipes for sacred incenses, oils, and potions. In addition to creating your personal cult, constructing potent cult objects, awakening sacred images, and empowering your witch flame, this book also teaches you rites of witchcraft straight from the author's personal grimoire. This book breaks with the conventional Wicca-based traditions that are widely available and lets the contemporary witch discover their own power through unshackled freedom driven by their personal desire. Inspired by Hecate and burning with the ethereal witch flame, I believe Libra Chthonia is an amazing book of knowledge that provides even more knowledge on Hecate and can be really useful for those trying to connect with her on a more deeper and personal level. That is the first book that I highly recommend to anyone that not only feels the calling of Hecate, but is if they're already on the path and studying about Hecate, I feel like this just gives them kind of even more knowledge because obviously knowledge is power. I'm really um, going to have to look for that book because um, from what you described, it sounds like something I've been looking for. Yes. And um, I actually have a personal copy as well as a signed copy. Um, wow. And I'm actually really close to Jeff. Like I know him personally. Um, so he is actually one of the authors that I want to try to get on our podcast. I feel like uh, that would, that would be fantastic. Yes. And his, his recipes as well as just his knowledge on witchcraft are like, it just blows my mind because he not only just, it's his own family tradition, but he also makes sure to still include that antiquity that, um, that I spoke about. So, yeah. So that's the first book that I wanted to bring to light. Now, the next author that I want to speak about is someone that I find very inspirational and someone that I look up to as well. Her name is Laura Tempest Zakroff. She is also an artist, just like Jeff. She's also an author. She's a performer. She does belly dancing and she's a witch. She lives in Rhode Island with her partner. Laura is a professionally trained visual artist and designer. Her artwork has received awards and honors worldwide and has been published in numerous books and magazines. Her work embodies myth and the esoteric through her drawings and paintings. She also makes jewelry, talismans, and other designs. Coming from a line of diverging cultures, she is most at ease in blending her skills and inspirations through all of her work. Her book, Sigil Witchery, is one of many of her amazing books. So a little backstory is that my partner and I attended one of her many workshops that she did for sigil witchery. She did a class on what sigils are and how to create one. And then the entire group came up with a collective sigil for that specific night slash event. Afterwards, people were able to pick up copies of her book and she was more than willing to sign them if wanted, as well as some of her amazing artwork. I, of course, being a hoarder of books, especially on witchcraft, picked up not only sigil witchery, but also a piece of art, which currently resides above my altar. Something important to note is that sigils are unique to the witch. No two sigils will ever 
be interpreted the same because every witch is different. Also, something that I find really neat about her and her books is that she doesn't just tell you how to do something. She gives you exercises so you can practice and learn because it's one thing to just read about something and try to learn it by yourself, but it's another thing to be able to follow steps and practice it by someone that is experienced. I like that. Um, uh, so, sigils are something I've wanted to get into, and I've learned from several different people how to do it. It just doesn't sink in. Maybe this book would help. Oh, absolutely. And the beauty about sigils is that it, it's unique to every witch. So you might have been taught by others, um, but I, I highly recommend kind of taking those notes and making your own way of doing sigils because how one witch does it is not the same as another. Well, of course. And that's what I wonder sometimes when I'm on TikTok or, or any one of the social media sites and people are saying, oh, here's the sigil for you. And I'm going, how do I know what you're incorporating into that sigil? Exactly. And you know? interpretation, interpretation can go far beyond our physical mind just because I feel like it's something that if I interpret it one way, this other witch or other person might not. So it, it kind of makes it more of a personal experience. Yeah, to, to me, they're very, very personal and um, people should not be making them for other people. Correct. I definitely agree with that. All right. Um, so, so what are sigils? Sigils are magical symbols that are designed to influence others and the world around us. Tracing throughout history, art, and culture, this illustrated book, Sigil Witchery offers an innovative and fresh approach to sigil magic that is accessible and intuitive. You don't need a degree in art because I don't have one or magic to make effective sigils. So in Sigil Witchery, you're going to learn how to manifest your will through your very own designs. Explore traditional and modern meanings of shapes, symbols, numbers, letters, and colors while receiving guidance on how to add personal meaning to your marks. Sigil witchery includes methods of application, tips for choosing materials, and important considerations for both temporary and permanent sigils. This book helps you improve your drawing techniques, use sample exercises to challenge yourself, and gain deeper metaphysical insight and inspiration all to guide you to develop your own personal sigil magic. And then I have the table of content from the book just to kind of give you a brief introduction to the book so that if you are interested, the audience, if you are interested in getting this book, here's a little bit more about it. So in Sigil Witchery, Laura goes over the introduction, a history of mark making. So basically the history of sigils. So that way you know where they're where they come from, how they're used, um, and then she also goes over the meaning of the mark, references and key points of sigils, and examples of what you can use when it comes to making a sigil. She also shows you making magic, using sigils in your everyday life, as well as your magic and witchcraft, because I feel like it's important to not only do sigils when it comes to magic or witchcraft, you can do this in everything in your daily life, whether it be on a scrap piece of paper for good luck, or if you're cooking, if you're a kitchen witch, you can do a little sigil in the crust of a pie, just so that way you can kind of incorporate more incorporate your magic or your witchcraft or your path in your everyday life. She also goes over the design guidance. So 
she'll give you examples of a word and then she'll give you an example of what symbols, what colors you could use for that word in particular. And then she gives you your practice exercises. So that way, if you're done reading a chapter, you can take that knowledge and apply it and just get better and better and gain a deeper knowledge of sigil making. That is the second book. It is called Sigil Witchery by Laura Tempest Zakroff. I feel like in today's day and age, it's important to know that your path is just that, yours. You do what makes you happy. I feel like both of the authors that I just talked about today are both pioneers and true examples that anything is possible and to not let anyone tell you otherwise. Be a leader, not a follower, unless it's to the gods. All right. All right. So, I like that. I think that's another book that I, I need to look up and see if it's on Kindle. Um, I'm really I interested in that. I believe, actually, I know Laura's might be on Kindle. I know Jeff's. He just released it earlier this year. So I feel like you will be able to find Laura's on Kindle. Okay, I'll, I'll look it for that next Friday. Too cool. Okay, so we're going to go through my two authors. My first one is Judica Illis. I mispronounced her name since the beginning of time. I, while I was doing this research, I found out how to pronounce her name, which is Illis. Um, she is one of my favorite authors. Um, all of her books are reference books. My very favorite of hers is the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. There literally are 5,000 spells in this book. <laughs> Anytime that I go to write a spell, I like to get inspiration and to, to know what to include. What herbs do I need to include? What um, oils, maybe? That, that sort of thing. Which is the right God? Or that. And um, her books, I mean, 5,000 spells, they cover everything. I mean, anything you can think of is in that book. Um, her appendices in the back, oh my goodness. I mean, she'll have recommendations for what type of ink to use or what kind of oil recipe to use. You go back to the appendices, you get the recipe. Now, I didn't know that you made all kinds of different inks until I bought that book. Um, I just <laughs> pulled one right up just to, for an example. And the one I happened to pull up is called Bat's Blood Ink. Um, it, it includes dragon's blood, alcohol, gum arabica, and the needed essential oils. And what it's used for is when you're casting a spell and you're writing it down for commanding, domination, and hexing spells. In those 5,000, she covers everything. Um, the, the hexing, necromancy, and the normal protection. and weight loss and prosperity that sort of thing and she also warns you about the potential backlash when you do the hexing and commanding and domination spells she does warn you but they are there she almost every tradition you can think of is in this book from voodoo to celtic to um gypsy um she, she covers it all she has tables in the back, again, in the appendices that are um, the color tables, oil tables, herb tables, that sort of thing, so that you can look it up and, you know, just regular correspondence tables. But the one thing I really love about her books and, and is not always in these reference books is a good index. When I, I'm doing a spell, 
and I need more information, I want to go to the back of the book, look look it up, and be able to go to it. You'd be surprised how many of those books out there that do not even have an index. And for okay. me, they're worthless for for um, for a reference. Mm-hmm. Um, she has written eight books. The first book she wrote was Encyclopedia of Five Thousand Spells. Then she wrote Magic When You Need It. Encyclopedia of Spirits, the ultimate guide to the magic of saints, angels, fairies, demons, and ghosts. Encyclopedia of Witchcraft, the complete A to Z for the entire magical world. Daily magic, spells and rituals for making the whole year magical. Pure Magic, a complete course on spell casting. And she wrote this for the Wiser Classic series of books. Um, Encyclopedia of Mystics saints and sages a guide for asking for protection wealth happiness and everything else and then the eighth book is the big book of practical spells everyday magic i have three of her books of course the five thousand spells magic when you need it and there's i can't remember what the other one is i found her website and it's not that i mean it's fallen apart so um you have to go to Amazon or Wikipedia or one of those sites to, to, to get any bio information on her. Um, according to Wikipedia, um, she, she is, I do know that she, she's re, she's an expert in tarot. And she started when she was six years old. Um, I cannot pronounce the tarot card deck that um, she started with, but from what I've read, it's a it's complex for even experienced reader um, readers and she was doing it at six. So that gives you some idea that she's just kind of a natural born witch. Um, she has been on occasion, a host uh, or a guest on the George Norris coast to coast AM show. Um, if you want to listen to her talks, they are good. Um, I'll also place the link on the episode description so that you can find those and listen to her. Um, in summary, my go-to for creating spells is Judica Illis. I mean, I just can't express the amount of reference that are in her books. Um, personally, I think she should be mandatory reading before newbies start casting spells because you learn so much from her. I agree. I definitely have one of her books. Um, I have the Encyclopedia of Spirits. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I wanted to get that one. Yeah, I highly recommend, like, any, like, deity that you can possibly think of is in that book. So, oh, yes, oh. I highly recommend. I will look for that, too. Okay, my second author is Ellen Dugan. Um, I have a couple, she has 17 nonfiction books. I have three of them. Seasons of Witchery, Celebrating the Sabbaths with Garden Witch. Garden Witch is Herbal Green Magic. Herbalism and Spirituality, Cottage Witchery, Natural Magic for Hearth and Home. Her writing style is so easy to read. Um, I, I just get lost in her words when I'm reading. They're, they're for reading rather than reference, really, because most of it is about green witchery, um, cottage witchery. It's more about the lifestyle how to decorate your house, you know, recommendations for decorating your house, recommendations for how to stir your food to put intent in it, 
things like that. Amazon claims she has over 300 books sold with over 20 fiction novels. I have not read her fiction and 15 nonfiction books, along with numerous articles from the Llewellyn Alamax and calendars. And I know she has also written with um, Tess. I didn't write down her name. Anyway, the, the two of them together do write wonderful books. Her stories in her books, she, she tells you stories about spells she's cast, even dragons that she has summoned, and living a more herbal witch lifestyle. You can't duplicate the things that she writes, or I haven't found a duplication for it. I haven't read any of her fiction novels, but I've talked to people who have, and they really enjoy them. They're all about the, the witch lifestyle. Um, historical type novels. Dan Brown, unfortunately, is, is about the only fiction reader <laughs> books I read anymore. Um, <laughs> right now, I, all of my books are in boxes and put away and stuff. Um, merging households with my son, everything got put away. Now it's time to start bringing them out. And I can't wait to start bringing out my books so I can reread some of these authors. I mean, some of these books are 20 years old. So I can't wait to get back into them. But I also, most of my new books are all on Kindle because Kindle doesn't take up room on a shelf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that might be needed for something else. And exactly. like I say, my five, my encyclopedia of 5,000 spells literally is falling apart. The binding is gone. I have used it so much. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at least with it, on, I went and did buy it for Kindle. And even that's even nicer because I could just do a, a search, you know, not yep. only go to the index, I could just do a search for what I'm looking for. And it has made life a little easier that way. Um, I just recently also picked up a Nook. And so my idea is to kind of get not only physical copies of books, but also the, um, the Nook versions of them. So that way, if anything happens to my physical books, I'll have them as a Nook version. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing, too. I mean, I've got a two-year-old running around here, so, you know, things happen. Um, yep. uh, she destroys my phone, no big deal. The books are still on my tablet, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> well, those are my my two authors, Judica um, Ellis and Ellen Dugan. I highly recommend both of them. Um, like I say, one is for reference. The other one is for lifestyle. Being, I guess, a quasi-green witch, um, well, that's the reason I like Ellen so well. Um, I believe I actually have one of Ellen's book as well. Uh, I believe it's called Elements of Witchcraft. Yes, yes. Yes, I have that one sitting on my shelf as well. So, Yeah, I have that one also. Elements of I Witchcraft, kind of just... um, Cottage Witchery, and there's another one. It's along those same lines. Got it. Yeah, um, I definitely kind of just pick up books when I'm at the store and just kind of grab them just to have them because you never know when you need them. So. Oh, that's why I, I miss my trips to um, Twin Falls with Obsidia because we yeah. would always stop at the bookstore and we'd all both walk out with, you know, handful full of books. Yes, I, I definitely hear that because I live right next to a Barnes and Noble. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's really bad um, well at least then, i think twin is our closest place for a good bookstore so and then going back on the ellen dugan and then the other author i believe her name judica is Tess. Ellis. 
Tess Whitehurst. Yes, that's it. Tess Whitehurst. Perfect. Um, yeah. I have read her articles on um, Llewellyn. Um, and in fact, that's a website I do a lot of my witchy reading on is Llewellyn. I, I love her articles. And I can't, I, I want to get her book with Ellen Dugan just because I love the writing of both of them. I can only imagine how well written that book is. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So it looks like we covered our books. This week is pretty much over, I do believe. Are we not? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we kind of went over like any comments about each other's books as well as um, unless you have any questions for each other uh no but i do want to uh, definitely need to get that book on hecate that it yes. sounds like the book i've been looking for yeah i highly recommend Liber Cathonia. it's one of my favorites like i said i have two copies of it i have one signed directly from jeff and then i also have one that i use as like a book that i constantly read or reference okay. as well all right well, thank you to the listeners for being here and make sure to check out the blog to find links to the books and authors that we have talked about. Be sure to leave us some comments and recommendations for future episodes. Um, next week, uh, next week we are going to be talking about the difference between voodoo and hoodoo. There are, there are different differences and we will discuss those. Um, I can't wait for that. I know, I'm excited about that. I know. Um, I am too. Um, it's I, I love voodoo and voodoo or hoodoo because they're they're so interesting. They, they they pull out so many different elements and they're so down to earth, actually. So, okay. And we will see you then. Until then, stay work, stay safe, and stay weird. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the North, West, South, and East, we bid you hail and farewell.